You ever heard the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same? And while we love the excitement of new things, it's also nice to have the reliability of something constant. Hey, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when it comes to insurance, State Farm is a good neighbor you can count on. Solo llama a tu agente. Another way State Farm helps is by supporting the creators and storytellers of the Michael Tuda Podcast Network family. Con la ayuda de State Farm, estamos ayudando y asegurándonos de que nuestras voces sean escuchadas. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas. And what better way to get into the holiday spirit than with a Minky Couture blanket? Whether you're gathered around the tree with loved ones, roasting marshmallows by the fire, or just looking for a cozy way to stay warm on a chilly night, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Christmas festivities. With a wide range of festive designs and colors, you can find the perfect blanket to match your holiday decor or gift to your loved ones. So this Christmas, make your holiday even cozier with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket, just in time for the holiday. Happy Holidays from Minky Couture. This is an official download from TheCustardTV.com. The Custard TV Podcast, our first ever podcast in August 2018. Now, yeah, you've got a la- we did sort of talk beforehand, you, you've got a lanyard now. Yes. And has it got your picture on it, or is yes. it just a name? Well, you see, at this job, we get double lanyards, because we're, we're with the council, and right. we're also part of, like, the police. Can you, so if uh, I can't can you get you on your mobile, I just call 999. <laughs> Get through them. Yes, that's it. Yeah, do that. Can, see what happens. You, I've only got the one lanyard, but I have got two cards. Some of my other colleagues have two lanyards. I've got keys to the building. I'm I'm so responsible. I have keys. There's a door code and an alarm code, and then I've got a lanyard for my printer and a lanyard to search the system. Why do you need one for your printer? Yeah, no, we will so get, we will we'll get, we'll get to the We will get to the you in automatically. Yeah, everyone's got a login for the printer loop. Yeah, <laughs> they're all high tech. My printer's like a printer scanner co- photocopier. Mm, yeah, it could probably make me coffee if I press the right buttons. Oh, could yeah. you get some lanyards made up for the website, Luke? And I'd then love we can all that. feel. Then we that, can all yeah. feel like we're yeah. Wear them, wear them now. You wouldn't yes. know. Even though we're in this world where everyone's taking selfies, pictures of their food, and that. How did you feel about having your photo took for your lanyard? I still don't like having my no. photo taken. It's awful. It's and again, two separate photos because one was taken oh. by the police because you have to you have to actually go to police HQ for this one and they take Scotland your Yard. No, in 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 <laughs> oh, right. And they take your photo, <laughs> uh, but then the other one you just get done at the office. It's sort of like a because it's it's sort of a multi agency hub. Is what they call it where I work. So there's like uh, right. uh, social services and the police and the health. I don't think we've said our names actually. I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website. Gary's the one in London with how many lanyards? Uh, one lanyard, two two badges. And Matt's in the north with how many lanyards? Two lanyards and lots of uh, opinions. 
Luke, Gary and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. The only bit of news this week is that Virgin have fallen out with UK TV, the um, the sort of brand they bring, Alibi, Dave, Gold, Really, W, w Food. Watch. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Watch. No, what W That's, is Watch. Is yeah, w, I remember. Yeah. And they've fallen out, which means that Virgin subscribers, hello Gary, have hello, lost Gary. 10 uh, uh, UK TV channels. The, the basic premise of the UK TV is it turns out to be that they Virgin wouldn't accept, or UK TV, sorry, wouldn't accept the, the loss of some of the online packages that Virgin offer. They wouldn't make some of their programmes available to, to Virgin on demand. So that's where the argument started. And I think it escalated very much, very quickly into a kind of, you know, we're also not going to provide you with our channels. If you follow it on Twitter, it's got a little bit nasty. Um, a lot of customers tweeting both at Virgin and UK TV annoyed that they've lost their their, their favourite programmes. I mean, I've lost no. Red Dwarf. I think I've lost MasterChef Canada or MasterChef America. Oh, my but God, Gary. Master I Chef thought Australia. you looked pale. Yeah, but, you know. It, and you won't be I'm able to watch Judge Ramesh. That's right. Yeah, I know. With my mate Ramesh Ranganathan. The general thing that I got was that Virgin wanted to offer UK TV less money. Because UK TV weren't willing to um, like let them have streaming rights for all their shows or something that like it. that because of an agreement with like BBC Worldwide. You've got agreements with Netflix and things like that. And UK TV was saying, "Well, no, you're not going. You know, we're not going to take this pay cut." And there was sort of a dispute on both ends. I think it is interesting. Certainly, I would suggest that Virgin would have lost some subscribers over this. Yeah, um, I thought so. Especially and it's weird seeing because as- like. Dave, for example, is on Freeview, so you think they could keep yeah. Dave? Five of the ten UK channels are on Freeview, but oh, I can um, still they, get them then because I've yeah. still got Freeview plugged in. So yeah, it seemed from a lot of the Twitter comments I read that it's uh, as you said, Luke. A lot of people watch it just to have something on in the background, mm. like a lot mm. of like repeats of things, and you know, your master chefs, like Gary said, and well, Dave is pretty much a repeat yeah. channel, isn't it? Mm. You know, anything that was, you know, any, as they make gold. They, yeah, they make the joke, don't they? On on, I've got news for you, and 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 uh, mock the week. You know, this will be on Dave in three years. You yeah. know, so. Um, aside from that, because I don't feel I don't know how you feel, people listening. I don't feel Gary's talked enough so far. So yeah, here, with the West stuff, it's Gary. The San Diego Comic-Con Festival took place recently. Now, this has been a big television event over the last few years. The big news kind of thing was that they previewed the new Doctor Who trailer, uh, which was shown on the BBC. A couple of different trailers have now been released. Can Uh, we have a brief conversation about what Chris Chibnall said at that panel? Yeah, go on. Yeah, tell us. Because I've heard different takes on it, and I want to hear your your previous your takes on it so i can't remember the quote word for word but okay. he championed the idea that this series of doctor who would be the most racially diverse and have more race and females in the writing room 
in in the writer's room as well. Now, okay. as some I've mentioned this, I don't know if I have mentioned this before. I have a disability, right? And I don't know whether I've mentioned that on the podcast or not. And at no time throughout my life, particularly, have I thought that I need to see other disabled people on TV. When I do, great, but I don't feel the need for it. Personally, for me, it doesn't bother me one way or another. But there seems to be a section of society for a while now who feels like they need to see themselves represented. And Mm. I wonder whether Chris Chibnall saying this about Doctor Who, surely if we're supposed to be (coughs) forward-thinking, everyone's equal and all that, it shouldn't really matter. What should matter is the fact that the show's going to be good and they're making it with a new Doctor and the excitement's building around it. I just wondered whether... Whether the fact that I think it should all go on the talent, really, rather than yeah, there. But I, that... I think I think the feeling is is that you know these people aren't all you know it's white men mainly who get picked for these roles, and maybe oh, there are yeah. maybe I... it's more sort of casting the net wider than you normally would to find absolutely. Talent. I agree with that. Yeah, I haven't uh, got an issue and with I that. suppose the point we'd need to make is that we're three white men here talking oh, on this podcast. Uh, but I think it's behind the scenes. Yeah, what, it's yeah, more behind the scenes. Yeah, and I suppose is. really, I, I, I kind of agree with Luke. I'm interested in, in, is I don't care who's writing it. Are they any good? It, yeah. Am I enjoying the show? I've never really thought about is the team behind it matching my diverse you know ability you know my, my any diversity uh, program or anything like mm. that but i suppose this is you know the bbc is is a public broadcasting it's owned by us you know they should be a com- they should be yeah. a company that does look very carefully at how it could be discriminating people in the public who are not represented so you know there, there, it does have a mandate i around mean as that, long as you follow. allow sorry gary as oh, long God. as you allow these people to apply for the jobs, it should really just go on the talent. Absolutely. I mean, if they're, if they're, yeah, I, I, it may be that playing devil's advocate a little bit here is that um, they don't feel they can apply for it, and this is saying no, we don't, you know, whatever your background is, we will yeah, now, you know, take applications. Yeah. yeah, there's still reasonable adjustments and things that could be made, and I suppose the BBC. He's under that scrutiny, and Doctor Who is is one of the flagships. So I think mm. it's important. I don't know maybe maybe Chris Chibnall's tried to tried to flag up that you know we are trying something different for this series. You know, we already know it's a female Doctor Who. It's the eyes are on that. So, well, just an interesting point. I wanted to have your yeah. your takes on it. Uh, just a quick recap of uh, Sharp Objects, which we've been championing uh, for the last couple of weeks. I actually finished today uh, the episode just before this podcast. Uh, which was episode four. Uh, so in not trying to give a full recap of two episodes, because I think that would be pointless, the show hasn't really changed and the plot has, hasn't has really developed much. You you still don't have suspects, really. You don't have Yeah, but you've evidence. got to remember, it's not that type of no, show. No, 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 that's what, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's that, that really the pattern of this show is still the atmosphere and the flashbacks. Um, so I don't think there's any point well, it, The focus full... is her. The yeah, focus that's is why I'm, I'm trying to justify yeah. the fact that really there's no benefit in doing full reviews of episodes because the plot line is, is so slow that actually y- y- your reviews are mostly focused on, on how good Amy Adams is and the music and the look, which we've already said. Uh, how many episodes are there going to be? Is it six or eight? Eight. You're eight. So we're, we're, we're halfway point. through. 
I, I feel I could. I, I can't remember who said this. Someone said it. I feel I could just watch Amy Adams driving around all day listening to music. We watch did that. get something else in this recent one that you just finished. In as much as we know, thanks to the flashbacks, that um, something happened to Amy Adams' character Camille in the shed that they visited. Yes. That's what a lot of the flashbacks are. And uh, the final moments of the most recent one sort of alluded to the fact that maybe her sort of wayward, rebellious sister is perhaps the next victim of the killer. Maybe. That's what I... Cer- certainly there's a high percentage. And I think, I think I'm beginning to suspect... I'm not sure if it's her father or the stepfather more and more because you're getting more of him mm. and his, his disgruntledness and just his awkwardness. But then, the, then there was the the allusion, the alluded thing that it could have been a woman involved in it all. So. Yeah. You mentioned slow. How do you feel? Do you feel it is too slow? I feel immersed. I'd love to watch another episode, but actually waiting a week, I don't have a problem with it. I don't mind waiting a week uh, for the Matt, next episode. how are you feeling about, about the show in general? Still as engaged? Uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed four more than I did three. I mean, the third one had that odd subplot with her being in the mental, well, the institution with yeah. uh, Sydney Sweeney, who we saw in Everything Sucks and the Handmaid's Tale. This one I found a bit more sort of centred, and you got the stuff with Amma and the teacher, which was a bit strange. I like that. And the the stepdads became a little bit more creepy. Start of episode four, you saw all the characters getting up, which I quite liked. Um, yes, I think yeah, what I like is just, it's so precise, and that's what I would say about the Handmaid's Tale as well. Everything about it is sort of you know edited and shot and acted in to an inch of its life sort of thing. Mm. Everything I, I about I, it has like a preciseness. I, I kind of feel like I would like to watch this again, maybe with a director's commentary or, or something like that. I feel like this is worthy of going back to once it's all over. Because I feel like there's going to be lots of hidden messages or clues and things, uh, not necessarily about the murder, but lots of things, imagery that you're not going to know everything about till perhaps you get to the end. And we know it's based on a book. So, you know, there, there is some sort of ending in sight. And Amy Adams is so brilliant. I mean, we've oh, yeah. seen no end of tortured souls on TV in the last sort of 10 years. And it is, in a way, one of my least favourite things when somebody is quote-unquote damaged. And But she just plays this... I There's not an ounce of me that doesn't believe that she's this person when she yeah. inhabits her. And I just... I, I find it engrossing. Sharp Objects continues Monday at 2am or um 9pm on... Monday on Sky Atlantic, and if you have Now TV, it's there as well on Mondays. Um, what should we start with? Unforgotten. Yeah. The the four men who we sort of followed, sort of um, separate of one another. The story is starting to merge on them now. We're getting more details of what happened to the girl who was called. The, the girl who died. Ailey. Ailey. On this sort of millennium night, we learned that all four men were there for like a got like to celebrate the new year and to do some golfing. And later on, all their wives and children came down, and they had the they sort of had corroborated their alibis to say, you know, oh, we never saw her while we were there. We um, 
we we all stayed in that night, had had a meal and watched a movie, and so and then as the layers started to peel away, we found out from the ex-wife of the um, Kevin McNally character that you know they were all out and that they were all rowing with their wives and stuff, and they had mistakenly believed that Haley had gone to a party that she hadn't gone to, so it all means that basically there is more to them being suspects than the police thought initially. It, the, the timeline, wasn't it, really? The, yeah. what, what happened was they investigated the timeline where it looked like she had been killed after midnight, but it now looks like it could be a lot earlier. So all of them, their alibis are falling apart. It feels now like they're sort of little separate subplots that they had have sort of finished. You know, um, Alex Jennings, his court case has come to an end. The stuff with Neil Morrissey stealing that money, that sort of finished and you get the impression he's going to try and use this like his involvement in this case to maybe i don't know sell his story to the press or something yeah he was the only one to say oh yes i did see her cleaning the place there's these odd strands in it as well like there's this blogger yeah this this confuses me but i like it i like being i don't know her role in it and then we've got the older boyfriend of the of Haley who um, this was the bit I picked up on where I was saying, well, how did he get to work at a girls' school if he was listed on the police files as being the main suspect in the murder of his teenage girlfriend in 1999? Surely there would be checks. But then I was thinking, because it was 1999, the checks would have been slightly different, so it might... Yeah. Be- I must warn people from listening from now on, this is what it's going to be like. If you're not a fan... <laughs> Now, wait till you get to episode six of Keeping Faith. I've got some stuff to, uh, well, to say about that. Or maybe Luke, you do won't. You, do, you, do, you, do you yearn for the days of stamps and post I do. I miss, I miss yeah. stamps, yeah. Thoughts, Gary? The way that they do an investigation makes sense to me. Basically, not... Gary, Gary finds it easy to follow. It's not... Well, right, okay. In some, in some senses, that's true. You're not being... You're not getting different perspectives on the on the on the investigation it's all going through the two main characters and everything it does in the bridging stuff i'm not suggesting that any other show doesn't do it as well what i'm saying is i like this it feels familiar it feels like i'm seeing it yeah and i'm seeing it as they're seeing it it's difficult for me because obviously i was very lucky to be on the set a few times Chris is, speak from uh, your heart, Luke. Yeah, I've got, I've got to speak from my heart. That's what the podcast is for. I have struggled with this series of Unforgotten. I haven't really been that invested in the four main male storylines. You've got um, you've got James Fleet as this homeless guy who's had a breakdown, who lives in a caravan, is a successful artist, and is wanting to marry marry again. And I don't find that particularly engaging. You've got Neil Morrissey as the guy back from Hong Kong who just can't succeed in anything he does. And I think they're, staying, they're sort and, of stopping those like plots now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I'm hoping Focusing so. In. That's what it felt like to me, episode three, I, because I'm, I think I, I hope felt you're right. similar to you in the first two episodes, but this felt like, you know, we've finished these little subplots now to which are sort of introducing the characters. Well, I'm assuming I, they're all going to be arrested or, or soon, you know, that's going to be some th- break. I think as well, if you think back to series one, I don't think we were particularly fond of most no. of the sort of stories that, there. That's either. probably a good mm. point because I, yeah. I haven't gone back and yeah. revisited series one it, at it, all. It, it, 
I if, will praise Nicola Walker and Sanjeev Bhaskar till the cows come home. Yeah. I, 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 I love... Uh, I just and actually, the rest them. of the, that team as well, I think, are all very. They good. feel incredibly genuine, and they yeah. they don't they don't appear like TV policemen, and and that should be. And really, to be fair to it, series two was so brilliant. Perhaps I'm being picky for unfair reasons, but it's just normally I connect. I like to connect with characters, and I found these four up until this point quite hard to sort of. <laughs> break into and I, I, I think i think you're gonna start to get more i think as well don't forget they revealed this thing that three of them their marriages all fell apart at the same time yeah so i feel yeah. like they're trying to say don't think of them as four separate people now think of them now as this group because mm. that's really the key to the solving what's happened i mean it is a very sort of personal story to chris lang isn't it so that is the reason yeah. why it had to be four men four white men of a certain age because he's sort yeah. of written these characters from his perspective, it has built up every episode, just slightly built up, and I think, mm. I think you'll find now the second half of this series. I think you'll yeah. relax more into it now. Yeah. They've sort of started the main investigation. So, Unforgotten continues Sunday, ITV nine o'clock. Please watch it. I'm being unfair to it. It is a great show. Nine o'clock Sunday, ITV. Now, Gary, tell us about Keeping Faith. Okay. So, this is the so... Miles BBC Wales. Hit that is now playing on BBC One. Okay. Thursday. So at the Thursday. end, at the end of the last episode, Eve w- was arrested. Uh, it, taken into no, custody. she wasn't. Faith was arrested. Well, Eve Miles. <laughs> okay. You just said Eve Miles. Yeah. Okay. Faith was arrested at the end of the episode, but released very quickly because it turns out the police didn't have as much evidence to hold her. And of course, with her being a lawyer, she saw right through their their kind of fake evidence. And there does appear to be a kind of like a a, a storyline where the police are not very good at retaining information. There's another uh, part, uh, sort of plot line later on where Eve is able to get someone who did do something wrong. The vicar did steal money, but because of the lack of evidence from the police, he's able, she's able to get him off or out on bail very quickly. So there is a plot line where the police do seem a little bit incompetent because it's a very small town and it all seems personal rather than based on any evidence. Yeah. Faith herself obviously is still hiding the information where she's got this separate passport and life that her husband is leading. It does seem to be focused around the fact that he may have been having an affair and there's certainly involvement of a, uh, a gentleman's club he's been seen at. Um, uh, uh, there's definitely a subplot around that. Uh, Are you enjoying looking... it, Gary? That's what I want to get to. Okay, am I enjoying it? Yes, <laughs> but... I'm not sure how much I would be enjoying it if there was other good stuff on. I said this to you, didn't I? I think the BBC have done well putting it in this sort of lull period. Yeah. Are you seeing what other people saw in Keeping Faith now? It's it's sort of in three episodes uh, in. Is it? Are you, you have, if you're having to think about it, I would have to say no. I, I feel like I need more of a twist or a shock coming. Uh, and I suppose the thing is... They do take episodes. it in a bit of a strange direction, so yeah, I don't know I, when. Uh, and possibly, yeah, as you've seen all eight, it gives you a different perspective. Mm. I just don't know. I, I, I'm. Conf- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Confused by a bit. but I, So I think, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how I would feel if this was on, you know, in, in the September, you know, when everything else is on. Now we've got a strange collection of shows left on here. <laughs> Do you want to quickly talk about World of Sport, Gary? Well, we're going to do that on the Patreon, I think. We're going to do that on the Patreon. Patreon. You and I are going to nerd out on that on the Patreon. Okay. There there you are. We'll plug the Patreon now. Patreon.com slash TV. Most recently, we we looked at basically every Emmy nomination, (laughs) every category, and did our predictions on the main categories. Um, There are full reviews of The Sopranos Season 1 and all of Only Fools and Horses. The Simpsons is to come. I think we're going to do Mad Men at some stage. So there's lots for your ears to enjoy. $5 a month gets you access to everything. You can pledge for just one month. And as Gary says, we will be reviewing uh, World of Sport on that. If um, you want to, we'll send you lanyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the $20. We'll have to, you'll have to send out two lanyards already then. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And so there's that, and we'll talk then uh, about Wellington Paranormal, which is a... Um, God, I've waited weeks. I'm guessing we've got no UK home for this. This was something... No. Do you want to talk about this? Because you were the one I who will sort talk of... about this. Matt, Matt and I went to Flight of the Concords recently, Jermaine Clement, Brett McKenzie. Um, we went to their show, and I've been following Jermaine on Twitter for a while, and for a long time he's been talking about working on... Wellington Paranormal with the guy who also did one of my favourite films, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Taika Waititi. Um, thank Wikiti. you. I was. Well, I didn't say because I knew I'd butcher the heck out the name. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Thank you. Bless you. Matt's stuck in a bit of a loop there. Taika Waititi. So this I I I found out when it was on and I scoured the internet and I found copy of the first episode that's currently airing on um, New Zealand television it is a comedy centered around two policemen uh, a policeman and a, and his female Minogue. police partner Minogan O'Leary who go around New Zealand and they get um, to be part of the paranormal unit their boss is very high and excited by everything paranormal and they get invited by him to join the paranormal unit and uh, this happens on the first episode when they encounter a girl and their whole family of zombies basically and it starts well, no, it's like exorcist type thing isn't well, it they're inhabited of, yeah. by a, a demon they're not yes. zombies and the fact that this may from my description sound completely bonkers is just it's made so much better by the fact that it's done in the mockumentary style, which, yes, we've seen a million times, so they're chatting to the camera as if the crew are out with them on their everyday uh, It's like routine. a cop-type thing. Yeah. It? It's a, yeah. So that that adds more hilarity to it. Minogue and O'Leary are very natural performers. They're not actors. They are playing off it a bit. They were discovered by... Takiti and uh, Jermaine, uh, and they. Okay, so they. So the other bloke. 
the writing pair discovered them basically <laughs> and they're even using their own names they are really O'Leary and and uh, Minogue yeah. and they're just brilliant and and apart from anything else the New Zealand accent makes it the funniest thing in the world regardless yeah. of what they're saying what's your name love Spazua of the unholy realm we've got B I've got B A Spazua of the unholy realm okay as members of the New Zealand Police Force, it's our job to offer support to those in need, and that takes the support and the respect of the community. Absolutely, it really does. Is that the unholy realm in High Tai Tai? Officer down. I've got an officer down. Officer back up. He's back up. It's one of my hidden gems. I hope it gets a UK broadcaster. I've seen all four that have been on New Zealand television so far. I think it's a work of genius. BBC4 might pick this up. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good place for it. That'd be a great place for it, because I think it's better than E4 or, you know, anywhere else that it might land. And mm. But I just... I know what Matt thinks, because... And I will let him give his point of view, because we've spoken about it no, already. No, I want to know what Gary thinks as well. And, but it's all about what Gary thinks, because I think this is 25 minutes of pure jo- joy and enjoyment, and I will hope he agrees. I'm a bit 50-50 on it, if I'm honest. There are some very good moments. And I agree with you, probably the more mockumentary style, the kind of like following them around, <coughs> excuse me, is kind of, as you say, is quite funny. And gen- you do get that genuineness. I didn't know they weren't actors telling me that does sort of put a fresh perspective on their on their ability as well. What I didn't really like was some of the stuff with the chief in this kind of paranormal room. That felt a oh. bit... Con- that was brilliant. Felt a little bit contrived. What you're about to see behind this door is classified. Welcome to the Wellington Police Paranormal Unit. You are the only two officers to have set foot in this division. Because of its classified nature? No, I've, I've invited other officers in here and no one wants to come in here. What do you mean? What, how do you mean? I felt like I'd seen it before. But yeah, it was riffing on things you'd seen before. That was the point of the show, to an extent. I know, but okay, but I'm just saying what I think, you know. I, yeah, but I, 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 what I, I don't understand why that's a criticism, because that's what they were going for. It didn't feel as real as the rest of it was trying to make it out like. Okay. Well, I love the bit where he goes the pin number. That was hilarious. I have security access. A special pin number. Five. Hey, Sarge, you should have some more digits in your um, in your pin. What, like pin numbers? Well, like anyone has a one in ten chance of guessing that. Oh yeah, of course. There's there's, uh, there's more numbers than all. Beep 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 beep. Now the name the assailant gave in each case was Bazual of the Unholy Realm. Are you joking with us? I don't, I don't joke at work. Outside of work, I have a observational, absurdist sense of humour, sometimes even a little bit risque. Sorry about that. Look, I don't give a shit. Are you trying to say that these cases are linked? In each of the previous cases, the person claiming to be Bazual performed a human sacrifice at dawn. Mm. I'm just thinking maybe we'd be better off, you know, doing something similar to the pants, looking for the pants. We could be out there on the streets, you know, during the daytime. I'm actually rostered on. It's my turn to get attacked by the police dog. Get down to that interrogation room and check out this Buzzwell character right now. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to stay here and uh, change the pin number. Yes, sir. 
it's half an hour of, of pure fun and it, and I'm not into sci-fi and, and this sort of thing as you know and I yeah. just thought they, they handled it all brilliantly there was there's nothing to criticise specifically in this first episode. I thought it was a joy. I loved all the the bit at the beginning where they they've changed this this drawing of a penis into a into a man. Oh yeah, that, that kind move. of stuff was, was that sort of incidental sort of like local town stuff was quite funny. And let's I give the, Mulder, let's the give Mulder, them all a round of applause. Yeah. You know, that the Mulder and, Scolder, Mulder and Scully reference was very funny. I mean, to put it in layman's terms, we're kind of like Mulder and Scully. Um, she's like Scully because she's analytical, she's got the brains, and, uh, and I'm a man with brown hair. I just hope it finds a UK home. Uh, because I'd like to see is... another one. Hint, hint. Well, I can send you another Thank one you. if you so. But wish. I'd like I'd like to watch another one to see how it progresses. Yeah, I I I liked the first one. The second one I thought was, a, but yeah. I really liked the third one with the ghosts. And the fourth one I think might be my favourite. Unfortunately, and this doesn't happen very often, we're talking about a show that at the moment, unless you search the internet, and you know where to look, you won't be able to find. But or it's you one... live in New Zealand. Well, well it, do, yeah. you feel, do you feel Netflix or Amazon might pick this up at some point? Do you feel it has to have a terrestrial broadcast? I'd like it to, because I feel like sometimes on Netflix and Amazon, it is... Oh, get me a oh, 99! Sorry, me a 99! I've got to end this call. No, I'm okay. <laughs> I like the idea that you've organised him to come round at 5 past 7 at night. I, I've said for a long time there needs to be an app. Where I can yeah. say I need an ice cream van outside my house in twenty minutes. No, yeah, like like Uber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you can't find it anywhere unless you know where to search. It's called Wellington Paranormal. I hope it finds a UK home and not too long. There's gonna be two more in the in New Zealand, the six in total. One of my favourite shows of the year, I'll just say, I think it's an absolute gem. She doesn't look well. The dead shall rise from hell. Do you need a lozenge or...? Maybe we could call her. Do you want us to call your, your parents or a guardian pair? There will be buckets of blood and a fountain of fire. Hmm. Is she scaring me, O'Leary? Can you do your bed, Cop? Stop that. It's a bit scary. You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. Travels in Trumpland, their balls going around the deep south. Now, um, I agreed to talk about this when Gary suggested it. I was going to watch it anyway with the folks. But I don't know. It'd be interesting because I don't know what there is to really talk about. In well, a Gary, do you want to lead this one? Is yeah. This your... the, the reason that I picked it, because following on from the fourth estate, which has taken that kind of uh, documentary style. Ed Balls is kind of doing the, a, a kind of travel documentary and a kind of political documentary on, on Trump. So I just thought it might be a good way to continue that kind of thing. You just Basically, want to talk politics again. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. He goes to three places in this first episode. He goes to a sort of like a redneck convention in Texas um, and meets this amazing Mexican immigrant woman who talks about how she voted for Trump and how she agrees with Trump, yet actually her own circumstance would have been that if she tried to get into the country now, she would be, you know, not allowed, and she's given jobs to a lot of people, and, you know, and that, that, there's a good emotional part there where, you know, she goes and helps out in his sort of her taco 
system, you know, and she's kind of like, you know, accepted inside the redneck community. The second is when he goes now, I can't remember, does he go shooting or is it, um, does he go well, to he, go, he, goes, he goes to to where the ex serviceman there? That's the it, it's, and, and, and he talks a lot about how Trump has gained a lot of ex military and, 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 and people because of how he has praised the military and you know, been on their side and he's made laws which affect people who used to be in, in, in the military as well. Veterans, sorry, that was the word I was looking for. And then his third one is he goes and, and uses the idea that, that Trump is a showman and, and the fact that Trump has had some involvement in WWE wrestling uh, to sort of uh, portray himself as a uh, 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 an over overbearing Englishman in a local wrestling show. And I just felt there was an interesting balance between the kind of way in which you know ed balls was engaging with these people and the questions he was asking them and how his political stance was able to get him into the heart of the matter quicker than maybe other people you know he was able to say things and then but still mix emotion there was let's say the mexican he did a lovely kind of tribute to joe cox when they were doing the part about fallen veterans that, that really hit home with me you know i thought gosh you know obviously that did really affect him you kind of forget that you know that as well and I think Ed Balls is quite now that sympathetic figure. You know, his time on Strictly Come Dancing has changed him from the loathed politician to that kind of, like, believable person. And I think he's doing... I think the show programme had a lot of heart and a lot of, uh, a, a lot of emotion in it. Well, I would say... Because we've got to review it as a piece of television as opposed to what we think about the people involved and Trump and all the rest of it. Because yeah. we all feel the same way about Trump, I think. That goes without saying... Um, but I think Ed Speak Balls. Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Matt. I forgot. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, crooked Hillary. Yes, um, crooked Donnelly. <laughs> oh, brilliant! I prefer yeah. hanging Chad. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wow! Good nineties, good nineties reference there. Actually, I think no, you'll find was it was the year two thousand. Yeah, yeah too well. Late, late nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Late nineties, <laughs> very late. Oh. Yeah, very late. So nights. late nineties, it was in the new decade. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, um, we've got to review it as a program as opposed to our stance on what we think of the participants and stuff. And I do think Ed Balls was an engaging lead, actually. And I, I, I didn't see Strictly aside he, from just him appearing on the news. He's like your one of your friends' embarrassing dad, sort of yes, humbling yeah. around. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the sort of like. The accidental tourist type thing, but, you know. Yeah, but just, he's he's it worked. He's likable enough. What I would what I would pick upon pick up on that you said, Gary, is his political stance had got him there sooner. I think pretty much anybody could have done this documentary. Mm. Really, I don't uh, think Ed Balls. I think Louis Theroux could have done it, but he probably but feels think, like I he's think, treaded I, I, those boards several times, so didn't. Gary, I think I understand where you're coming from in so much as it made sense for a politician to be... As Luke say, anyone could have done this, but the reason yeah. they picked Ed Bulls was for a specific reason. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like his political views were necessarily... No. I don't think he ever said he was a politician to anyone. No, but I, no. Feel, I feel like he's coming at the programme from a political angle but mm. doing people-based stories. He yeah. talked about immigrants, veterans, and Trump's ability to be a liar. But yeah, yet, but I think, again, anyone he's do- yeah, yeah, sure. I think but then, hold, doing on, hold on, hold on. But then what we got was a redneck thing, a veterans, and and the wrestling. You know, I, I just feel that was an interesting mix. 
rather than just saying, I'm going to go visit these people. Actually, he picked three major issues that Trump is known for and actually explored them. That's kind of more what I think. Yeah, but I think that's what there's three episodes. Yeah. I think he'll he'll pick three issues a week and, and yeah, fair enough. cover them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was going to watch it anyway because I am fascinated with what's going on in the States at the moment. I do think Ed Balls was an easy enough guy. Mm. I, I thought he was affable. I thought he was warm. I don't. Th- I think he took what the people were saying, whether he agreed or disagreed. I think he took it on board. And he seemed to be genuinely liked by everyone he met, whether they agreed or disagreed, which is important. But in terms of is this a great documentary because of Ed Balls? No. Anybody okay. could have done it, I think. I found it, it all right, but not particularly memorable. And I, I w- I'm not going to watch any more of them. And I don't think I would have watched it had we weren't talking about it for this. Okay. You know, we know why these people vote for Trump. The, the Ed Balls' mission statement was, why have these people voted for Trump? Oh, because they all believe in what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. That, and, and now I'm going to do some wrestling. Yeah. Okay. And make some. It felt a bit tamer than a lot of the documentaries yeah. that I I personally will see. It was now. a bit of a fluff piece, really. For the most part, it was. Yeah, I think. Travels in Trumpland, 9 pm, BBC Two, Sunday. For the next couple of weeks, uh, you can catch that. The first one is on the iPlayer as well. Uh, we've already championed the Patreon. You can find us there, patreon.com forward slash the custard tv hold on to your hats though as we try and find something i mean this gets harder i don't know surely Ugh. surely it's gonna get easier soon though oh well i hope so yeah i'm going first handmaid's tale yeah oh well i'll tell you what then i'll Sunday, go nine objects. o'clock channel four it is the oh great the penultimate episode this this yes, week on channel four yeah and me and luke will discuss it in detail i've watched all of them Luke's watched all of them. There's a West Wing alumni in, in this in the last. Yes, two Bradley Whitford is a well. I liked him in the West in the in the Handmaid's Tale with a beard and looking all scary. I thought okay. he was really good. He's been in other things as well. So he's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. So uh, I will go with Hang Ups. Uh, this is a new six-part comedy starring Stephen Mangum as a therapist who has a checkered career and is doing some of his therapy online. It's sort of very uh, web-heavy. Uh, it's well, kind of adapted from a, a show that was called Web Therapy, which was Emmy-nominated, created by Lisa Kudrow, of which I watched yeah. a fair few. Did you uh, like them? I, I thought it was an interesting concept. I think I watched it because of I also enjoyed In Treatment, and I thought maybe this would be a good sort of counter to that as a comedy version, but it didn't. it didn't quite sit with me. I didn't get into the characters, and that's the one thing that worries me about this one. I mean, they've got quite a cast list. I mean, Richard E. Grant, Jessica Hines, David Tennant, Catherine Parkinson, Charles Dance, to name a few. But I think it, it is going to be really centred around Stephen Mangum, and I know you guys aren't big on him. Uh, I didn't mind him in the split. I know you guys weren't fans of it, him and the no, show in general, So, but I didn't think he did a bad job on that. So I'm going to give that a go, although I've not got huge expectations for it. You can contact us via our email address. We'd love to hear from you. Especially tell us what you're watching during this sort of summer lull where apparently everyone's on holiday, including TV schedulers. Uh, so if you yeah. want to, you can email us, Custard TV Reviews. that's with an S in case it doesn't come across well when I say it, at gmail.com. 
You can also contact us all individually at Lucaster TV for me on Twitter. Gary is at the Gary Show and Matt's at Matt's TV Bites. Facebook, give us a like on there if you may, please. Facebook.com forward slash The Custard TV. Individual reviews of years gone by uh, are on our YouTube channel. I was just going to say, I am going to attempt to update it this weekend. So That was not a dig. I was just going to... No, but I I was going to say it before. YouTube.com, The Custard TV. And please um, like us on there. Subscribe to us on there. So uh, YouTube, give us money. And if you could review us on uh, any of the podcast apps you use, be it Stitcher, iTunes, or any of them really, if you just get give us some 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 reviews and just get us up the charts a bit, that'd be great. We are the team behind the Custard TV podcast. Don't think we'll be back next week. We're probably doing them bi-weekly at the moment as TV by, is. By, by the way, uh, listeners, this is how Luke tells me and Matt that. What well, uh, do, do, yeah, do you feel that's okay? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's just that every okay. time we do this, Luke well, announced I, I to us that we're not it, doing a show next week. I, I don't think, think there fair. is as much on as there was this time last year. I remember we did a couple like last year. There was more on sort of Netflix and stuff last year. Oh, I also, I mean, didn't we didn't we expect Luther to be on at this point? We kind of thought well, that maybe Luther July, was going to come back. Not in July, but late August, you'd think. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm wondering perhaps... Things are sort Yeah, I think by the end of August, we'll start to get a few bits and bobs. But um, we can't use Matt's been to another screening uh, because he's busy with his new job. So I am taking up the mantle with two screenings to go to in the Ooh. coming weeks. So... I'll be able to uh, to do the Luke's been through another screening, which I haven't been since I think Broadchurch three. So we'll do and that. We never uh, do the Gary's soon. been to another screening because that that hasn't happened since I was in Endeavour. You get <laughs> invited. <laughs> okay then, take care. We'll be back soon. This has been the Custard TV podcast. Oh, and go on Patreon if you want to hear them talk about that new ITV wrestling show. Bye. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realize that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.